This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Tuesday, September 25th, 2018. I'm Caleb Brown. The United States, after a long slide, appears to be making a rebound in the area of economic freedom. The Cato Institute is the U.S. publisher of the Fraser Institute's Economic Freedom of the World Index out today. Cato's Ian Vasquez comments on the new data. In a lot of recent reports on the economic freedom of the world, uh, the United States had been in steady decline. What is different about this report relative in terms of the United States versus other countries? For the first time in many years, we report that the United States is back in the top 10 uh, freest economies in the world. This used to be the case for decades. Our data starts in 1970 and typically the United States was very close to the top, second, third or fourth place. And then that began to change around the year 2000 when uh, under the Bush administration afterwards, there was a fairly steady decline that accelerated uh, with the Obama administration. But in the last few years of the Obama administration, uh, there was then a slow uptick in economic freedom uh, for the United States. And given that our data is two years lagged uh, in order to compare with countries all around the world, we're measuring 2016, the last year of the Obama administration. And finally, the United States has improved its economic freedom rating. But I hasten to add that it is still far below or notably below the high level of economic freedom that the United States had in the year 2000 when this long-term decline began. What has accounted for the increase in economic freedom for the U.S.? Well, the United States saw a, a pretty big decline in all of the major areas of economic freedom, in the size of government, in the rule of law area, in monetary, it saw some uh, deterioration in uh, freedom to trade and regulatory issues, it saw big declines. The biggest decline was in the rule of law indicators. And in all those areas, we've we've seen some improvement uh, in the last few years. With the end of the response to the financial crisis. There's going to be less spending. There is going to be a return to a little bit more freer trade. There's going to be less crony capitalism or perceptions of crony capitalism, which I think was reflected in a deterioration of the rule of law indicator, which is still uh, not as strong as it used to be. These are areas where the United States improved. I should say that this deterioration in the United States was long-term, but it also occurred in the uh, highly industrialized countries. So if you look at the 21 highly industrialized countries for the past several decades, you see that they improved their level of economic freedom up until uh, the 2000s. And with the financial crisis, you see a decline. And then in the last few years that we've been measuring it, that has uh, seen an uptick. So the United States has kind of followed that path, although its decline has been more long-term, and it's not up to the level that it used to be. Neither as a whole are the rich countries in terms of of economic freedom. So the high watermark was the year 2000, and uh, the rich countries are not yet at that level. The good news is that if you look at the same several decade time period, you see that uh, beginning, uh, let's say, 1990, there was a big gap in terms of economic freedom 
between the rich countries and the developing countries. That has closed notably until uh, today and that's due mostly to the fact that developing countries is, have increased their level of economic freedom. So what do we know about some uh, countries that had been laggards that are standouts in terms of improvement in uh, this report? I always uh, always like to think about Mauritius as the, the, the small country in Africa that performs very well consistently uh, in this report, but are there others that we ought to be, ought to know about? Well, what's interesting about the, the, the leading countries on this index is that they're a pretty diverse set of countries. I mean, you have Hong Kong and Singapore as number one and two. You have European countries. Switzerland is number four, Ireland five. You have New Zealand as three. Of course, you have the United States at six. And you have a former socialist country, Georgia, the Republic of Georgia at number seven, and a sub-Saharan African country, Mauritius, at number eight. So you have a, a representation of Asia, uh, Africa, uh, Europe, and North America, Canada is tied in 10th place with Australia, you have a fairly good representation of the world, uh, which is another way of saying that economic freedom works in very diverse settings and that uh, culture or geography are not what are determining uh, a country's prosperity or other indicators of progress. And I say that because there's a strong relationship between economic freedom and uh, levels of income and the whole range of human development indicators. The countries that are the freest have longer lifespans by about 15 years compared to the, to the least free if you divide them up by, by quartiles. And if you do that with all sorts of indicators, access to safe drinking water, infant mortality rates, and so on, you see this pretty strong uh, correlation. All of this is just to say that economic freedom really does play an important role in uh, determining the progress that a country can achieve. One of the innovations that this report uh, now includes, which uh, the authors began including last year, is a measure of uh, gender equity around the world in which they take into account some 50 indicators on gender equity around the world and discover that uh, countries that are more economically free have more gender equity. Uh, not only that, that gender equity has been improving over the course of uh, the past several decades. And that uh, is also good news. Ian Vasquez directs the Cato Institute's Center for Global Liberty and Prosperity. The Economic Freedom of the World Report is available at our website today. You can subscribe to this and other podcasts at Cato.org and follow us on Twitter at Cato Podcast. <laughs>